Um, while we were waiting here, somebody started an impromptu uh, uh, AMA here. Um, would you rather have grass for hair or sausages for fingers? The hard-hitting questions are being asked. <laughs> I feel asked like it. I already have sausages for fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess I would rather have grass for hair because then you could like style it in so many different ways and then it would always smell really good after you cut it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Molly, grass for hair or sausages for fingers? Grass for hair or sausages for fingers? What kind of sausage? Is it like meat-based? Well, I mean, I guess that's part of the question. Um, if it was my fingers turned in, it was like my own flesh turned into sausages, I think I would opt for that because that's just like a different shaped finger. But I don't want like a random animal mix and mixed and tubed as my fingers. Okay. I th- honestly, I'd go for sausage for fingers, though. If it was my own meat Oh. Being sausagized, I guess. Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... Stab. This is Stab. Longer than a riddle, shorter than a manifesto. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist once baked Alaska, just to prove she could. She's a hilarious stand-up comedian. It's Rona Ramon. Hey, y'all. How's it going? (laughs) Our second panelist picks fights with people she agrees with just to keep them on their toes. She's the host of Bring Your Own Popcorn Podcast. It's Aubrey Zavallos. It's so true. Hello. (laughs) And our third panelist believes that what comes around is 90% perspiration. She's one half of the team behind Raptor on a Horse. It's Molly Doan. Thank goodness this is a podcast because I don't. I'm having a hard time with my lighting right now. <laughs> You're fine. That's good. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones. Same great taste, now with half the calories. Welcome to the Stab Show, debuting on Cuts 103.1 FM tomorrow night at 11 p.m. CutsFM.org. Check it out. You can get your stab in more ways. This one, a very specific uh, couple miles in Midtown Sacramento. Cuts, 1031, Low Power FM. Check us out. Now, let's meet tonight's panel a little bit more. Rhoda and the Ghost Child. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Hey there, Rhoda. How are you? You know, I'm doing just, I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, Holding on to it. No COVID, nice. no puke like the last time. <laughs> oh, good. It's all good. good. It's all thumbs up. Well, I was going to ask you uh, how you've been since the last show, what you've been up to, but not puking. That's already A+++. No puke, no COVID, just pure bliss. Nice. Been out there uh, getting back to the grind. <laughs> yeah. You know me, on my grind all day, <laughs> every day, 24-7, bleep, 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 209 in the house, holla at you, girl. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I always I say. Know. That's what I always say. Rota Ramon, er day. Uh, <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, any fun shows? Any any fun? Anything interesting since last we've uh, met? Aside from you know the not being sick, which is a a nice thing in this day and age. That's been great. Just trying to have a great summer. Listen to good music. Watch some good movies. Awesome. It's been awesome. You sound like you're doing summer right. That's wonderful. 
well, good to see you again, Rhoda. Always a pleasure. Always, always happy to be here. Literally always. Uh, Aubrey. Hello. Hi there. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, how's the podcast going? It is great. I just released an episode with the very funny Ruben Escobedo the mm-hmm. third, and I've got another one in the works with Mac Ruiz, mm. which is also great. And yeah, it's great. Awesome. Uh, and it's uh, Bring Your Own Popcorn. It's a movie. Well, uh, you you explain it to the folk. Oh, it's a podcast about movies and feelings. Yes. Emphasis on the feelings, and it is definitely not me tricking people into therapy <laughs> under the guise of talking to them about their like favorite childhood movies. It's definitely not that. It's not just movies. It's so many other things that aren't that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so listen to it and don't. Don't examine anything that anybody's saying. Just uh, let it wash over you. Uh, Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> don't get too deep. Don't don't <laughs> get into the deepness of others and start discovering things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Surface level only. Yeah, it's just movies. Wee. That's all. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good motto. I think I'm going to have popcorn tonight. Gosh darn it! Hell yeah! You've convinced me. Uh, <laughs> good to see you, Aubrey. Always a pleasure you. as well. And Molly Doan, down there in L.A. with however many fans pointed at you. I get it. I got them going on in here. This is what's happening. That's what we got to do. I have one medium guy okay. pulling at me. Right. Um, it's hot here. I'm boiling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and I, I wear natural deodorant, so you know I'm stinky. <laughs> I won't give it up though. No <laughs> aluminum in my pits. Yeah, Mister Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Molly's watch. Uh, how's things? Do we have more? Uh, do I have season two in the works? How's how's things? Oh my gosh! I've wrapped around a horse. The stop motion series I have. We have season two in the works, but we also got the end of season one in the works. Um, <laughs> So when it all comes out, it's going to be fab. Uh, life's been pretty crazy, um, but that's okay. Yeah. I just got back from a trip to the Pacific Northwest. And, oh, well. uh, oh, shit. These mosquitoes, they got me. They oh, got no. me good, Jesse. I am, I'm not only stinky, I'm itchy. <laughs> you imagine me? <laughs> uh, well, Molly, uh, get, get Eric on uh, stopping some motion, and let's get uh, the rest of season one out. For real, it's written. It's we just got to shoot it. Um, well, you know, just life stuff, life stuff needs to stop happening. Well, sure. um, it's really uh, taking me away from <laughs> cool things. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm focusing on bad stuff though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, fucking life getting in the way of fun, creative endeavor. That's not cool. That's yeah, not cool. It's all right though. I'm here and I'm super stoked. I wrote some. We'll see. Content. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that is just about the best way you anybody on this show can generally preface their material. I wrote some. I don't know. Yes, that's what I like to hear. All right. Have you guys? Do you know the show? Have you heard? Okay. Well, this is fantastic. You're gonna get a full-on education. Uh, your new favorite show. 
Good thing there's 328 episodes available, wherever you want to get it. So hopefully wow. you've got a lot that you can listen to, assuming you like what you're about to sit through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and with that in mind, let's get the show started. <laughs> Segment one, it's reorganization. It's generally how we start things around here. Sometimes you just need simplicity in your life. The world is crazy and hectic and other words that connotate anxiety and stress. Sometimes you just need something that just sums up just about everything. HLCO covers a lot of things. High, low, close, open. Got a couple of axes in there. An inside or an outside, kinda. I don't know, man. I just stumbled upon high, low, close, open and it spoke to me. I felt calm for just a gosh darn second just looking at it. It was nice is all. <clears throat> But that passed pretty quick. So let's all forget what HLCO kind of already stands for and tell me who or what else HLCO might stand for or represent to you. Rhoda Ramon, let's, yes. hear, let's hear your HLCO. Okay. Have you ever heard of emotional or pink collar labor? Well, basically it's when a woman is expected to carry the emotional baggage or do what is thought of as women's work to help out every repressed and useless Tom, Dick, and Harry. It's never, oh, Mike, can you bake a cake for the boss's birthday tomorrow? Or, Jack, how about you plan so-and-so's retirement event? No, Carol gets asked to do this shit because she's the one with the vagina. But no more. Women need to band together, and when they see something, say something. Helco. Hello, lady, call out. You know, like, <laughs> tap out, but call out, like, for invisible work you're expected to do? Hell, co. It's time to let that dude know that puts you in the friend zone to be his own shoulder to crown when he's talking about a stupid girlfriend. <laughs> ask the organize, ask to organize the VP's going away party? Hell, co. Let your shitty male coworker be the one to organize it. Spoiler alert, the party is going to suck but how else will he learn helco because we bitches are tired <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> <laughs> and as if to punctuate we bitches are tired ghost kid appear over the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to do a show but you have a kid and you have to curse in front of him anyway, they're trying to tell him not to curse anymore helco <laughs> Damn it. Oh, uh, you should have come in, Rhoda. You should have. <laughs> uh, would have been worth the drive. No, it wouldn't. Not, uh, wait wait for gas to come down a little then bit. Then I would have had to actually bring him in, and Ghost oh. Kid would have been wreaking havoc all over the place. All right. Well, thanks for staying home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rhoda. <clears throat> Aubrey, one would assume you also have an HLCO, so let's hear about it then, why don't we? Oh, yeah, I absolutely loved Rhoda's. Um, but uh, another useful and possibly life-saving acronym for HELCO is for remembering the three phases that come after hangry. So the H in HELCO stands for hangry. Everybody knows hangry. When your blood sugar drops and you get a little snippy and snappy, especially at the ones you love the most because that's what they get for caring about you. Yeah. But then there's the L in HELCO, which stands for langry. And that is when someone's been hangry for too long. Someone who is langry will bite your ear off and call you Picasso. So watch out. All right. 
And then if you're langry for too long, the next phase is the C in HealthCo, which stands for Kangry. (laughs) Kangry is a very dangerous state to be in. If someone is Kangry, you'd better put on some hockey gear because they are going to puck you up. Scoot them some snacks (laughs) from a distance. The fourth and final phase is the O in HealthCo, Mm -hmm. which stands for Oh God, why? (laughs) And that is the most advanced state of hangry wherein the sufferer becomes Guy Fieri. (laughs) Helco. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just may save your life. Oh, geez. I I know there's times when I just need some food scooted to me. And it's just (laughs) just even even if it's with the foot. It just uh no sudden movements. Don't go down and get it. Just scoot it along with the foot and um, just leave me alone for a little bit. And maybe we won't get to O. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Aubrey. Hey, Molly. Hey. Hey, Molly. Hey. Hey. Why don't you finish up uh, Segment 1 Reorganization with your HLCO? Fab. Okay, Jesse. Yes. Here's the deal. COVID has made things pretty scary, okay? Every time you go out, you risk getting sick, even if you're fully vaccinated. These are the facts, okay? It freaking stinks. Uh, There we go. So you really need to consider if going to a party or a social event is worth it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go out and then have it suck, and everyone there sucks, and then (laughs) you get sick. We don't want that. Thankfully, there's a new text chat speak that cuts all the work out of deciding to go out. H-L-C-O. Hot Lisa coming out? We've all been thinking it. No matter who you're into, you know Lisa Limone is the hottest and the coolest. She doesn't have to wear a foundation, and her job pays her to travel to Europe to eat bread. She drinks tequila with a waft of grapefruit and has curves in all the right and oh-so-wrong places they're right places. She makes neck scarves high fashion and isn't an empathetic listener mm-hmm. with a cool blunt haircut why go out if lisa limon won't be there we'd all die for the mysterious and captivating lisa limon so jesse before going out ask your friends hlco mm-hmm. hot lisa coming over hot lisa coming out note this is not to be confused with all uppercase hlco oh. which translates to Horny Larry coming over. <laughs> this is not something you want to mix up, Jesse. Okay. No. COVID aside, no one wants to go to a party with Larry Asgrab. He grabs asses, sticks his finger in the dip, and always brings old grapes to the party when it's obvious he's had the grapes for a while and he's just trying to get rid of the grapes. Lowercase HLCO equals hot Linda coming over. Okay. Uppercase HLCO horny Larry coming over mm-hmm. because uppercase is boys and lowercase is girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> you gotta know. Is it hot? Is it gonna be hot or is it gonna be horny? We don't want horny Larry, okay? No. We want hot Lisa. She's, you know. Yeah. That's You hang out with Lisa and you realize you're living your life. <laughs> you hang out with Larry, you know, you're getting your ass grabbed and you're eating fingy dip. Fingered dip. Yeah. All right, segment two. It's bootlegged. Uh, did I make all of these intros long? I did. Here we go. 
Want to know the secret to success? Me too! Let's both promise if either of us figure it out, we'll share it with the other. Like going in on an office lottery ticket for a future that we might not hate. I know one thing that does seem to work for a lot of people, though. Blatantly copying other people's ideas and pretending they came up with something brilliant. I'm not above this potential path to personal fulfillment, but it will make me feel gross. Gross and successful. Anyway, in this edition of Bootleg It, we're reaching back into the golden age of entertainment to come up with our dollar store, flea market, bargain bin, knockoff, counterfeit, or bootlegs. Because the older a thing is, the less likely anyone will remember the original. So go on. Let's go grave robin. So each of you, one, 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 two, two, two. Your bootlegs of these things. Uh, starting with Rhoda, let's hear your bootleg little rascals. Little Rascals, the remake is called Giant Delinquents. <laughs> sure. Don't you think the old school show of the Little Rascals was boring? Or can we at least agree that the movie version was a little creepy? I mean, honestly, they were children behaving like adults, obsessing over things like relationships and commitment, red flag alert. <laughs> I mean, you want to watch this movie instead. Giant delinquents. All actors are in their 50s and they act like children. They don't care about grown-up stuff like, you know, relationships or commitment. They just well, play in the mud. Check it out. You'll still feel gross after watching it, just in a less worse type of way. All right. All right. You know what? All any of us need nowadays is just a less or different gross feeling. That's all right. Just got to <laughs> shake it up. We've had yes, the same gross for a long time. There's kind of shame that you can just tolerate. Yeah, yeah, a, and a, a quickly forgettable shame. That's nice. <laughs> just That's cool. kind. Yeah, uh, barreling faster through. Uh, Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear your bootleg, Little Rascals. Well, after your complaints that the original 1922 series of Little Rascals was quote too wholesome and made being poor look fun. <laughs> Turner Entertainment jumped on the opportunity to make a similar yet much more difficult to watch program called Little Bastards. <laughs> Little Bastards was about four children of unmarried politicians who were pitted against each other for scraps of bread. It lasted three episodes before someone stole the remaining film reels and burned them in a backlot dumpster. R.I.P. <laughs> Little Bastards. <laughs> Sounds like it was probably for the best. Uh, <laughs> fight for bread, Little Bastards. All right. I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Molly, let's end round one in the bootlegs with your bootleg, Little Rascals. Great. My bootleg, Little Rascals. Uh, it's called The Small Jerk Kids That Ride Scooters Around My Neighborhood. <laughs> um, if you like Little Rascals, you'll love The Small Jerk Kids That Ride Scooters Around My Neighborhood. It follows a group of young boys who ride their scooters around my neighborhood. They don't follow traffic lights, and they think it's hilarious to tell strangers to kill themselves. <laughs> no girls allowed. Leaders Stanky, Chonkly, and Inselly work together with the rest of the gang to build a scooter in time for the Scooter Box Derby. Don't forget about their dog, Asshole the Dog. <laughs> but what will the gang do when one of the scooter kids, Timothy Hay, follows for a girl named Darla? 
probably Photoshop nude photos of her and send them to the whole school. It's hilarious. <laughs> Pop some porn for the family and watch the small jerk kids that ride scooters around my neighborhood. Mm. A movie Roger Ebert called A Story Filled with Characters Reminiscent of the Little Shits that Play Tag and Target and Run in Front mm. of You. And you have to just take a moment to grit your teeth and let out a heavy sigh because they're <laughs> kids and you can't beat up a kid. Mm. The small jerk kids that ride scooters around my neighborhood. <laughs> Yay! By which I mean boo. Uh, <laughs> they just fuck those kids. Yeah, it's like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the same kids that play kickball in the Dollar Tree. Uh, <laughs> Get out of here! I mean, it's I semi understand why they're there. You know, sure. they have nothing else to do. And yeah. That stinks, but jeepers, <laughs> they're annoying as fuck. Yeah. Um, they look crowdy in Starbucks counters. Oh no! And it's like you only come to the Starbucks counter to pick up your drink. Or else, like, you have a distance from it so everybody else can pick yeah. up their drink. Uh, Comfortable distance. It's not a freaking bar for 14-year-olds. <laughs> well, I'm, Anyways, gl uh, I'm glad we've got this outlet <laughs> for you to get all of this out, Molly. Uh, no, I feel bad for them, but they do annoy me. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to how uh, the people in the next two bootlegs have wronged you as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> second trip around. Uh, Rhoda, let's hear your bootleg War of the Worlds. What if aliens never invaded planet Earth, but planet Earth invaded aliens? Mm -hmm. Battle of the Intruders, set in 2050, <laughs> Earth has finally crumbled, and humans set off to invade, divide, and conquer other planets. Colonize and conquer, baby. <laughs> Battle of the Intruders. Oh, that's cute that you gave us to 2050. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adorbs. I had to be optimistic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> set yourself up for disappointment. Aubrey, <laughs> let's hear your bootleg War of the Worlds. A board game company tried to capitalize on the 1938 radio hysteria of War of the Worlds by creating a tabletop board game called Worm of the Worlds, in which players compete to be the wormiest worm in the world by eating real American soil that was included in every game set. Whoever ate the most dirt would prove they were the wormiest worm and thus not be horrifically probed by aliens by the end of the game. The game was discontinued after several players became mysteriously sickened and an entire family of players in New Jersey disappeared only to reappear in Idaho wearing foil hats and claiming to be potatoes. Hmm. Worm of the worlds. <laughs> oh, if you can't trust boxed soil. What can you trust? Gotta make it fresh. <laughs> Thank you, Aubrey. Uh, let's finish the second time around. Molly, War of the Worlds, go. Great. Um, okay. Uh, mine is... Let's see. Well, I've got to see if it's better to reveal the name now or later. Okay, I guess I'll just do it later just to okay. be safe. All right. In the distant, but honestly not that distant future, aliens from Mars will try to take over the world. They have been plotting this takeover for a while. But when they arrive, they find that the world that they coveted for so long actually really sucks ass and is dying and stuff. Mm -hmm. This isn't War of the World. This is, uh, I guess we'll take it, <laughs> IDC. The aliens soon realize there's no more rhinos or orange Juliuses and ponder, is it even worth it? It's hot. Shit's on fire. There's no rhinos. 
Or Orange Julius says, what's the point? The aliens thought the earth would be cool and it would be fun to hang out on Hollywood Boulevard, but we all know how that goes. No rhinos, no Orange Juliuses. Biden is president. <laughs> <laughs> what will the aliens do? And uh, I guess we'll take it. IDC. Spoiler alert. At the end, they all get COVID and die. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Biden has taken a beating from Molly in this episode. I love joking around about Biden because no one loves him. And if they do, like, <laughs> like you kill life. Like, he's not the worst, but it's like no one wanted this guy. Like, they just got him. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so it's, you know, yeah, I enjoy joking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Biden. We all agree, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's wrap up segment two, because I'm seeing us getting precariously close to running long. Uh, <laughs> Rhoda, let's wrap up knockoffs with your uh, bootleg Citizen Kane. Ian-y Stem, he whispers on his deathbed. Both man and legend, Chester Freeze Crane is born into a life of wealth and power. Peony Stem overcomes okay. all to be the poorest man in the world. What price must a man pay in order to achieve his dreams of poverty and scarcity? Peony Stem. What love must a man forsake in order to achieve a life of chastity? Peony Stem. The wheels of history turn towards progress. Peony Stem. The arc of the universe is long, but bends toward justice. Peony Stem. And Chester Freeze Crane is a man among men. Peony Stem. Oh. <laughs> Not sure which one was sadder. <laughs> uh, can one man be too poor? <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you. Uh, Aubrey, bootleg Citizen Kane, do it. A novelty company was sued in the 1950s after they released a line of Christmas products that included a rose-filled snow globe called Rosebud, a build-it-yourself gingerbread mansion called Xanadu, mm -hmm. and a popular line of peppermint sticks called Citizen Canes. Sure. After the lawsuit, the company rebranded, changing the build-it-yourself gingerbread house to the build-it-together gingerbread hostel. The snow globe became the Roses for All climate ball, and the peppermint sticks were renamed Comrade Canes. The company soon went under after a community of rats seized the company's means of production and ate it. <laughs> All right. All right. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking commies. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Uh, I, seems like a better system. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Aubrey. Uh, Molly, let's yes. wrap up bootleggets with your uh, bootleg Citizen Kane. Okay, great. I went a little blue, so I would suggest Ghost Kid, you know, <laughs> might might go, maybe we should mute this. No, he, he was booted. He's okay. fine. Okay. Ghost Kid's gone. All right. Okay, great. Um, all right, so um, mine's called uh, Clitizen Came. <laughs> it's a porno based on the original film. <laughs> sure. 
um, in a mansion called Spankadoo. <laughs> An elderly former newspaper publisher with a big schlong named Charles Fuckshire came, mm-hmm. is getting rode on his deathbed, snow globe and ass. Uh-huh. And at climax, he exclaims, Rosebud dies. Cuck reporter Jerry Poundpuss sets out to find out what Rosebud meant by interviewing Kame's horny friends and family. Poundpuss dives deep in the life of the former publisher and the sexy hotties holes. <laughs> After creaming on anyone with information, will Poundpuss know the true meaning of Rosebud? Clitizen came. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> I'm, I'm just left asking, how does that not already exist? Have. It might. I might have stolen it. I don't know. An accident. Oh. Now I guess I'm going to have to get to searching when I get home. <laughs> Strictly for research purposes. It's my job. <laughs> I have to know. I have to know. Uh, <laughs> Snow Globe's good. It's got a base. It's not going to get lost up. Uh, segment three. <laughs> Closing arguments. The jury has been listening intently to your wait yeah yeah that's what i said sorry there's a sentence there (laughs) the jury's been listening intently to your case or at least as intently as 12 people being paid in sandwiches to determine the fate of one of their peers can be bothered to what matters is that none of it matters the only thing that means anything right now is your closing statement this is where the case is won or lost and in closing arguments your job is to win over this slack-jawed jury box and convince them that your client isn't really as bad as they might initially seem to be dazzle them with your legal bullshit and get the scumbag back on the streets Rota ramon i don't know how you're gonna do it but let's hear your closing arguments in defense of new country ladies and gentlemen of the jury new country What comes to your mind when you hear the word new country? Horrible, uninspiring, drivel shite. Is it? Or has new country music simply become the scapegoat for all Philistines to be able to fake having some culture? We're talking about the grandchildren of such legends like Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Hank Williams, and Loretta Lynn. They were outlaws, dope smokers, and honky-tonk gals who said things like, it'll be over my dead body, so get out while you can, because you ain't woman enough to take my man. Traditionally, it's been a medium for blatant nationalism and xenophobia, sure, but what genre has it? You really want to accuse Toby Keith of being a racist? Or Keith Urban of being basic? I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine hating a song. Now imagine it's Demi Lovato. I rest my case. Thank you, Rhoda. Uh, I don't... I don't know. It's going to take a little more convincing. I can't... (laughs) Try it. These singers, they talk about real things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, all right. Well, this one can't be something that Molly might still like. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey, let's hear your closing arguments in defense of drought. 
Okay, yeah. So I've never been to court. Uh, so I went sort of more smear campaign. I figure oh. that's probably, this is probably how lawyers talk. Sure. California, <laughs> a semi-arid desert irrigated into the false facade of a golfer's paradise <laughs> by sucking all the water from the Colorado River, home of the nation's only three-eyed fish, the gooberly, an endangered species with a cute name, which has all but disappeared, <laughs> thanks to the greed of Big Golf and its nefarious partner, Big Lawn. California was first known as the Golden State because it was golden with sand because its natural state <laughs> is as dry as your grandpa's secret vodka stash after Nana flushes it down the toilet for the second time this month. The drought was here first. The drought belongs here. It's not the drought that needs to get out. It's the newsy cap wearing, seltzer sucking, country cub club loving golf balls and lawn hounds karma's here california and she don't care about your hoa i rest my case all right all right i mean you're you're not wrong about uh golf courses uh big golf molly Doan. uh let's hear let's hear your closing argument uh for something that i i don't just Made up out of the blue. I have no idea what this might represent. But uh, let's hear your closing arguments in defense of someone who gives an independent alternative comedy club a four out of five stars review just because it's small. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I will probably, yeah, I'm going to go in my lawyer voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your honor, jury. My client is a good man. He stands here today being slandered for giving an alternative comedy theater a four out of five stars <laughs> based on his belief that, the, that it was, quote, small. They say his claims are unfounded, but I'd like to remind you that my client knows comedy and has seen Crystalia in concert. <laughs> this accents all over the place. It's just going to keep doing that, yeah, though. Do it. But I'd like to remind you that my client knows comedy and has seen Crystalia in concert seven times. He is a good man without a partner or family or friends who took improv 101 through 301 at UCB seven years ago and knows everything about comedy. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about, and that can be seen by the two likes and zero comments on his FB post that eloquently and hilariously posed the question, do you think monkeys use bananas as dildos? <laughs> Hashtag jokes. I will not stand here and let my client be insulted when he listens to podcasts. I apologize for the emotion I'm showing, but when we looked at the evidence, it clearly showed that the independent alternative club was not only small, but also not up to par of the quality my client is used to at the clubs he frequents. Keep in mind, my client is a weekly patron at a bigger comedy theater in town whose main stage shows include Dylan and Tyler fuck around on stage, the, 
the mean stand-up showcase and the flagship improv team, Oops All Whites. <laughs> My client is an invaluable resource to the world of comedy and has given Dildo as an improv set suggestion over 100 times. The solution here, judge, jury, is not to attack my client, who, keep in mind, pays these theaters' bills by paying for one $5 show and then not buying any drinks. The answer lies in what this small, small, this small, small dependent, small alternative, small diddy club can do to make the experience better for people like my client and a number of Americans who like to sneak a Bud Light seltzer into a show and then text on their phone in the front row. <laughs> I implore the jury to consider those Americans court adjourned, your honor. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, as I'm getting caught up on, on editing episodes, uh, the last one that I did introduced that wonderful wandering accent <laughs> to the I love lexicon. it so much, but it's a fleeting love. <laughs> oh, everybody! Everybody in the chat was just tracing the many potential origins. Uh, the Honestly, journey. Honestly, I did. I did try to find this review on Yelp, and I couldn't find it. But I did find a review where they thought that um, Stab was a steakhouse, that they, and they really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that review. <laughs> I didn't report that one at all. <laughs> yeah, no, we have great steaks. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Molly. Oh boy, segment four. Yeah, we got enough time. This will work out just fine. <laughs> Segment four, review it. When you're going to buy something or go someplace, you probably look at the reviews of those things or wares, right? Well, someone must, because people write them about just about every damn thing. So it must be of value to someone. You be of value to someone right now, this second, in Review It, where you're asked to give us your reviews, reviews of the following things in the styles of these specific outlets. Rudder Ramon, let's, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, let's hear a Yelp review of a hot dog cart run entirely by pandas. Five stars. <laughs> so good I can't bear it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is black and white and covered in relish? That would be Lemon's Hot Links. <laughs> At first I was skeptical about a hot dog cart run by panda bears, but one bite of Lemon's was enough to send me into sheer pandemonium. <sighs> Named for its famous owner, Lun Lun the Panda, Lun Lun's has the most delicious street dogs that will turn any grizzly into a sweet teddy bear before you can even say grrr. <laughs> I highly recommend the Winnie, a hot link drizzled in honey so yummy you'll understand why Pooh never wore pants. <laughs> Fozzie is grilled to such perfection you'll walk a want a lot more and for the adventurous i highly recommend the smoky grilled to perfection only you'll be able to prevent these delicious dogs from spreading a delicious four alarm fire in your mouth i highly recommend this food cart trust me i'm qualified to say so god damn it <sighs> i did this to myself uh, <laughs> hope you got all the bear puns out of your system, Rhoda. 
<laughs> Don't say I never gave you nothing. All right. <laughs> you just can't bear how no, funny it is. I, I literally can't. I literally can't. It was possum, wasn't it? All right. Now we're stretching. <laughs> Thank you, Rhoda. Uh, okay. Also, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, oh, shit. Um, also, don't know where this came from. Just all of a sudden. Um, and why not? Why not give it to Aubrey then? Aubrey, let's hear an Amazon review of a pulsating orb of pure evil. Yeah, so username yogamom042987 sure. writes, I had just finished redoing the parlor with the cottagecore theme I found on Pinterest, <laughs> and I bought the orb because it was the perfect shade of green to go with my bougainvilleas. It matched them perfectly, but it clashes horribly with the drop's of blood from my daily afternoon stigmata ever since I placed the orb in its DIY macrame altar. I've seen many other reviewers who claim the orb caused them to lose their jobs, their spouses, etc. But I truly think some of these people are just trying to shake off personal responsibility for like their own destiny. Mm -hmm. Personally, I am self-employed and my husband passed away years ago and I was definitely sad about it. But I've experienced none of the issues that others have claimed with the orb. That is, except for the stigmata thing that I mentioned earlier. There is also a horrible stench coming from the garden where Henry is buried. I mean, Henry, Henry the old dog. Henry was a dog that passed away years ago and coincidentally had the same name as my late husband. Anyway, ever since I got the orb, there is ever such a horrible stench in the garden along with a sort of bubbling of the soil and the occasional wicked little hand that bursts out of the soil. But like I said, I am self-employed and very used to slamming down grubby little hands looking for handouts. Mm. My only complaint is the whole messy, bleedy, bloody thing like I mentioned earlier. Sure. Other otherwise, four out of five stars, lovely shade of emerald green. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> must purchase orb. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The orb. Uh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Thank you, Aubrey. Uh, Molly, yeah, let's get us let's get us uh, wrapping up, reviewing it with "I'm sorry." Um, <laughs> I expect none of this to actually be autobiographical. Molly, <laughs> let's hear the YouTube comments on the last argument you had. Okay, the YouTube comments on the last argument I had. Um, honestly, Jesse, I'm not a huge arguer, or at least I try not to be. Life's too hard, and they just don't understand that you're right. So I try to avoid it. But I consist an argument that I consistently have is with my partner on what to get for food. Um, so here are the handles and the YouTube comments under that last argument. Okay. Um, Mr. Mice 2000. Oh, wow. They're having this argument again. <laughs> Rolfel. Snakes rock. LOL. They said they're having lunch. It's 530 on their clock. How is that lunch? Lamau. Teeny Tommy 1978. It sucks. She's a vegetarian. She's hot, but vegetarian people are a plague. Hashtag stolen election. DDJZZEKGG. <laughs> 
at two minutes in, he should just make a choice. Men are pussies. Now, do- <laughs> teeny D- Tommy, two thousand eight. It's annoying. She always wants to do a place with tofu. Tofu is a plague. Hashtag MAGA. Hashtag Hunter Biden ate my ass. <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mr. Mice 2000. I gave my mice tofu once and they didn't eat it. Raffle. Snakes rock. At Mr. Mice. Mice suck. Spicy Desiree. <laughs> I love eating chicken noodle soup with my husband, Matthew. We put chicken. <laughs> we put chicken in ours. And it's so delightful on a cold day. Love to all. <laughs> Mr. Mice 2000 at Snakes Rock. Oh, yeah, come say that to my mice's faces. Uh, teeny Tommy 1978. Get this guy a burger. Pad Thai is a plague. <laughs> Hashtag Democrats are a plague. Um, Sam dabbles in beads. Wow, this vid is so long. Shocked emoji. Vibes by trade. Do you want to get paid to lose weight? Link in my bio. Snakes rule. At Mr. Mice. Please, my snakes are able to digest human bones. You and your mice don't have a kunz. D-D-J-Z-Z-E-K-G-G. He's a pussy. <laughs> Spicy Desiree. My husband Matthew and I love French vanilla ice cream and always give our elderly dachshunds, Penelope and Mr. Parfait, a bite. They love it. Love to all. Mr. Mice 2008. At Snake's Rule, I'm not lowering myself to talk to a snaker. Uh, Teeny Tommy 1978. It's stupid they decided on sushi burritos. Fish are a plague. <laughs> Cal- Calvin 445532139999 FZ. I'm gay. LOL. <laughs> DDJZZEKGG. Pussy. And that's oh. the end of the comments. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I was just expecting that to go on forever. So I didn't even get ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Pussy. <laughs> now I gotta look that up because it might be a... it's just a misspelling of pussy <laughs> yeah all right that with a w ss thank you molly yeah i enjoy throwing out the youtube comments every once in a while because that's the that's the way that goes it just devolves into nonsense as does this show generally. Uh, usually when we can reach the final segment, it's segment five, it's Department of Tourism. Summer's happening, and the world is trying to fry us off its surface. And really, can you blame it? But we've probably got a couple more months before we're all clouds of ash swirling around, high above the lands, finally able to heal after we are removed and the earth has returned to the beasts. So until then, let's go places! In Department of Tourism, you are the newly appointed tourism directors of the following places. And it's your job to convince us future ghosts that yours is the place to which we should go. Be it for a day, a weekend, or just maybe even set down roots. Uh, Rhoda Ramon, <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear your guide to the completely obvious valley. Welcome to the completely obvious valley. Population, (laughs) duh, isn't it over? Like, hella people live here. For the annoying ones who insist on doing non-touristy things, we have no shit Sherlock Street, where all of the coolest people dwell. Want to go swimming? 
duh, why are you asking? We're in California. Just drive a straight line and eventually you'll hit the water, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Food options, in case you fail to notice, are limitless. And maybe it wasn't self-evident, but there are like a crazy amount of nightclubs here if you're into shaking your ass. Yeah. As far as recreational stuff, it's glaringly clear that the only thing recreational around here has the words marijuana smoker behind it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it wasn't as clear as hell to you that the skateboard park is located right in the middle of Precise Park. Visit Completely Obvious Valley. You'll think it's hella dope. Obviously. <laughs> Obvi. Thank you, Rhoda. Oh, so good. Always so good to have you around. Uh, uh, Rhoda Ramon. Hey. Yes. Hey, how can, how can people enjoy more Rhoda in their life? You can find me at, at Rhoda Ramon on all of the all of the social handles it's just at Rhoda Ramon and um I'll be in Santa Cruz in two weeks and other than that just trying to enjoy the rest of the summer yeah get out thanks for having me of course always a favorite um sorry I'm I'm trying to multitask and get ready for the next show but I shouldn't because that's taking me away from this uh, <laughs> in the present that, yeah exactly now man Thank you, uh, thank you, Rhoda. Aubrey, hey. Uh, oh, this, this sort of ties back into something earlier, maybe, if you want it to. Uh, let's hear your guide, for, your tourism guide to Rascal Flats. You've been walking for two hours. You got a flat tire just after you crossed the Ohio border, and now you are sweating under a desert sun. You didn't even know there were any deserts in Ohio. Must be karma. Your cell phone has no service and you haven't seen another car in hours, but you've spotted a settlement on the horizon and you've arrived at what appears to be a service station of some kind. You push open the creaking door and see no one at the front desk. <coughs> Hello? You cough, your throat dry from lack of Capri Sun. <laughs> There's a large wooden crate next to the front desk. You start to approach it when wham! The lid of the crate flies open and like a jack-in-the-box, the top half of a huge mechanical possum bursts out of it, swaying in front of you. From somewhere in the box, a tinny mechanical carnival song is playing, and to your horror, the possum begins to speak. Well, howdy there, partner. <laughs> Welcome to Rat Rat Rascal Flats. Oh. I'll be your tour guide for this evening, and if it isn't evening now, well, it will be soon. For the sun has surely set on your life as you knew it. Rascal Flats is your new fur, fur, forever home. But Randy, you ask me, because you know my name is Randy. Randy, what's so great about Rascal Flats? Ha, 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 ha. I'm so glad you asked. That's exactly what old Randy is here to tell you. Rascal Flats Settlement is the home of groundbreaking technology and advanced me me medicine that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Rascal Flats is the only place this side of the Mississippi where you can finally get that second mouth you always dreamed of. <laughs> slam! The door slams shut behind you as you stumble into the desert sun. Though you may die out here, you'd rather let the hot hand of dehydration claim your spirit than spend your final days among the mechanical beasts and double mouth patriots of Rascal Flats. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what fun to... summer horror story. Yeah, no, it's super fun. <laughs> I've got to be here the rest of the night, Aubrey. 
Oh, and then I have to pull stuff in from the back, and I'm gonna be looking, looking, looking out for half-body animatronics. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Aubrey. Despite your your scary stories, um, how can folk uh, enjoy more Aubrey uh, out? I don't know on the online's in the wherever they can get more Aubrey in their life. Yeah, finally on the online's at Mixtape Majesty on just about every platform you can think of, and check out my movie podcast, Bring Your Own Popcorn, on most podcast places. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, try not to think about all the issues that are being dredged up. <laughs> it's fun movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dig down, <laughs> dig deep, find yeah. places that you should be uh, exploring it. You know what? I'm gonna just just check it out. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> oh, I mean it. I, I do. <laughs> Thank you, Aubrey. Uh, hey, Molly, before we get to you wrapping up this program, uh, we, you want to direct anybody in any directions to find more Molly Doan outside the very specific confines of this episode of The Stab Show? Yeah, right now I want people to go check out my little web series I have uh, with Eric Barger. It's called Raptor on a Horse. It's really fun. It's like Action League Now meets Friends. <clears throat> Pardon moi. Nice. And um, it's really fun. And yeah, I just give some more views on that. It's good. It's funny. It's dumb. And it's pretty short. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then if you want to find me, hey, Stab, uh, tagged me in a post today. So go be a little detective and follow Stab, and then you can find me. <laughs> I, I don't think I did on Instagram, so I, I know you're there, but I couldn't, I couldn't get some. Somebody did. Uh, <laughs> They're cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, Molly. Uh, how about you uh, close out this show? I don't. I, I, did I apologize for all three of these? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> let's hear your tourism guide for Montana. Yes. <laughs> Jesse loves it already. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Uh, Rocky Mountains, wide open skies, gobbling people up. Chomp, chomp, chomp. It could all be yours and picturesque. Monstana, a widespread community for monsters who want to stay enjoying life away from the city, but still munch on the yummy, yummy people. <laughs> Hi, I'm Godzilla. You may know me from movies or my line of high quality gum, Godzilla gum. For atomic breath, shoot Godzilla gum. Many tasty, tasty people assume that monsters love to live in big cities. Nope. That's just where our careers take us, unfortunately. But what if that could all change? Consider an early retirement to Montana, a new way of living that includes the Great Plains, Wrangler jeans, and gulping down scrumpy humans or cows we dress in human clothes. It's basically the same thing. You can have it all. Don't take my word for it. Here are some real life testimonials. I'm Matra and I'm a giant ugly moth and a recent divorcee. And after being in the city so long, I needed something new. Enjoying the Montana air along with the savory cows and business suits made my back pain go away and drove my libido higher than it's ever been. <laughs> I'm a big 
troll looking guy with a big eye. And I've been living in dense villages, eating people that smoke cigarettes. Here I get to wear a cowboy hat and eat cows in blouses that don't smoke cigarettes. I can feel myself healing in Montana. As a chimera, it has always been hard to find somewhere to live that appealed to every side of me. Well, let's just say that in Montana, there's a bolo tie that fits a lion, a goat, and a snake head. I'm never leaving. You heard it yourself. Montana is a dream come true place to live. And as long as cows have clothes on, they taste as good as humans. So come to Montana. We're waiting for you. And so are the cows and capris and peasant tops. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. And I appreciate the direction you chose. <laughs> and stab is over. Thank you all for joining us this evening, and a very special thank you to our wonderful panel, Rhoda Ramon, Aubrey Zavallis, and Molly Doon. Now, if you like to catch the Stab Show live as it happens, you can do it in one of two ways. Either by coming on down to Stab Comedy Theater in person, or on StabTV.com from the comfort of your own home. Either way, you'll want to be there Friday nights at 7 p.m., because that's when it happens. But... If you can't be bound to appointment viewing, you can catch th this uh, episode and 200, or 328 others like it via the podcast provider of your choice, via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the po Good Pods app. So, that's all we got for you tonight. Once again, I've been your host, Jesse Jones, reminding you that sometimes it might seem bad, but, but hang in there. You never know what's coming up next. Good night.